I really was just just a pretty dumb dumb man in high school, you know. Yeah. Like all of my uh, ideas uh, were man? shit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and speaking Generous. of acting, if you're an actor and you need a reel, make sure you check out First Class Reels. Hell sure they're yeah, really good. I hear they're lovely, I, and there might even be a commercial or two. I don't know them. for sure if that will happen. You're gonna say, "Oh wow, Darwin's trolling me." Because defended. Do you not believe in the idea of GDP and aggregate demand? Yes, you are a hundred percent wrong here. I know you don't like I'm it. Telling you, I'm telling you to start thinking about reality and not what you want to be true. <laughs> Welcome to Lofty Darwinism. Um, it is a dark, dark days in the United States. Um, I feel like it's really worth acknowledging that we're in the midst of a real fucking crisis with white nationalism and generally men who are feeling like the world owes them something or they just like killing people i don't know the dayton shooter guy is a very weird like uh, profile as well like like th th there's a lot of sadness and i don't i don't know how to like what speaking to say of, you know like <laughs> how to you process know, this that part of the Columbine shooting was in honor, or was in honor of Timothy McVeigh and the Oklahoma City bombing, which was a white nationalist movement as well. Like this, uh, we we have been like the, the like even uh, Manson, the Manson murders. He was part of white. Like we whitewashed some of this from our history. We have been dealing with this for a long time, and like from Columbine to now is like a new thread. But like. You know, it's this is we are. It is Wait, but worse. Manson wasn't like an. Uh, he wasn't a white supremacist. He was trying to start a race war where he was going to be like on the side of like the black people. Wasn't that like his goal? I, I can't remember like exactly what his creed was, but I thought it was something like that. I, I heard today that it was, I thought it was white supremacy, but like either way, there's race aspects to so many more of these like death, terrible parts of our history that we don't even think about. You know what I mean? We don't even want to talk about it because we want to, we don't want to think that that's what our murder is. And the one Republican in the country that came out against white supremacy and white nationalism in his party is state rep or state senator in Nebraska. The uh, the comm director and head of the Nebraska GOP put out a press release saying, we always knew he was a Democrat. We'll send him the, uh, the form so he can change his registration. He should leave the party. And his response was, no, fuck you guys. But literally, that's the only one. And it's like... They was that Ben Sass or no no no? It was like a state, the state senator, not even like a federal level. But I, okay, hold on. I I feel like I I get news from Republicans. I they all came out and condemned white supremacy. I you know like I don't think that that's no. Like, they said they said they're not all like Fox, Fox news. news lines of you know it's because of Fortnite. it's because of well for yeah like i mean fox news can go fuck itself you know like the whole yeah, trying but, to like redirect to, to all of these uh, video games is bullshit from, um all of these politicians from trump on down take their cues from fox news and the talking heads on there and roger ailes and they are scripting what a huge chunk of people believe as truth i i don't know like i, I i'm not uh, yes, Fox News is is like problematic, but I also don't feel comfortable with the saying, "Oh, only one Republican came out and like uh, you know condemned white nationalism." Like I, they all did, they all did 
condemn white nationalism and some not, in much more cogent terms than others. You know, obviously Trump's is a pretty empty and shallow, you know, condemnation coming from this from Charlottesville guy. You know, and I like he has been race baiting, and so th- th- to me, there's it's worth dividing the movements away from like the ones who are clearly like, look, white nationalists are bad, and the ones who are race baiting, like your Tucker Carlson's and Donald Trump's of the world. Like that is a more like specific problem to me that is not just the conservative movement writ large. And then like if you look at the comment section, which again anyone knows, don't look at the comment section, but that's just a place <laughs> like is true in the world it exists in the world. And you'll start seeing people spreading like conspiracy theories about no, it wasn't even that guy doing it. It was like four people in mass. They're like, that's what I heard too. And you're like, what? Like, I know you don't like the media and it's impossible for them to get everything right and they definitely get stuff wrong. But, like, the margin for error is not that massive. You know what I mean? Maybe we should start having some perspective about the media's margin media's margin for error, that they always have one, but, like, it's not that big. And, and also, you know, they're avowed white nationalists in Congress now. Steve King in Iowa says openly, and it's just like, but we can't sure. talk about – we can't talk about that issue. We can't talk about guns, and the only option is to blame it on video games. And you know, I, I think really nothing is going to change, unfortunately. It's, uh, it's not a mental ha- – I mean it is a mental health issue and a lack of it in this country, but it's also easy access to firearms and I, w- I would love some common sense restrictions, but like, so I'm moving to Oklahoma. Oklahoma is going the opposite direction. On November 1st, they become a constitutional carry state. Well, you don't like, need any license or permit to open or concealed carry anything. I, I, look, I, I'm, I'm open to common sense restrictions as well. I'm not like, you know, immune to, the possibility that could save lives. But I, I do think it's worth like not getting distracted by the gun debate too much because to me the bigger debate is like we this is a, an insurgency. It's a domestic terror. Okay, here's the it's, thing. it's like Would a creed have... that okay, is like fundamentally quick the question. same quick, as – No, hold on. Let, let me finish real fast. Like, like it, it's, it's the same as combating jihadists. Who are all getting their but, messages and, and from from Nazis. like disseminated but, but from right, like also, and, and and these lone wolves can go out and cause massive amounts of damage. Okay, people will tell you that, or people believe, oh, the Second Amendment protects the First Amendment. But okay, all the things you're describing, we can have Nazis in this country. We can't have Nazis and this many guns. You know, we can have people who think they're like super rich, but like. You're adding militias to this. You're adding lone wolf. Like, it's not just that people can have a level of free speech. We can have discourse and they can say terrible things. It's now those terrible things can be wedded to ammunition and lots of it. And and one spawns the other. So the guy in Ohio had probably been thinking about it. But the fact that the El Paso shooter was in the news and got so much attention inspired him to then go out and do that. And so it sort of has a snowball effect. School shootings just but like the, suicides the, the, suicide the, the, clusters. The Dayton guy wasn't a white supremacist though. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, there oh, is no. some really – like the New York Post called him Antifa, but the New York Post he, he is, is garbage. He, he and, is a leftist and I, I'm not – 
I'm not here trying to represent him as a, an outgrowth of Antifa. But he is. Hold on. Excuse me. The fact is, he was a leftist. He was. He he was a self-described leftist in his like Twitter bio. He like he was constantly retweeting leftist Antifa sympathetic stuff. Like the, the guy was a leftist. Fact. Okay. I, I have not seen anything <laughs> like, about what that guy's ideology was. Yeah. Like he, but he was he was obsessed with killing. Like he was a crazy person, right? So there, I'm not. I'm not trying to he- come here like making distinctions so and like you know he, tying things. He, you know, was like, he, like from, dextering his shit. Was like was he? He using seemed like he was uh, more than anything. He was probably misogynist. I feel like it's it's just like yeah, yeah. hatred. Like you know, male supremacist. but I heard but apparently male supremacist over he, Antifa, but yeah. he was like obsessed with like like he dated a girl and he like was showing her videos of school shootings and stuff. Like like I know it was a synagogue, the Tree of Life shooting. Like he was just obsessed with them. Like I think that he he had dark thoughts, he you know was a crazy person and you know decided yeah he wanted the attention. But he was he was up until the day he did it, like thirteen hours you know lapsed between these two shootings. He was liking tweets condemning the El Paso shooter. Like it, it, it's it's a bizarre world that we live in. But like I don't want to use that to distract from like one was a creed and the other like and this guy in Dayton was just crazy. Right, you know, like, but I do think it's worth acknowledging the manifesto, the the exact domestic terrorism implications of the El Paso shooting. You know, like that guy yeah. wanted to send a political message. It's not clear what the Dayton guy wanted to achieve, other than just going out in a blaze of glory. So one of the one of the tweets that they are attributing to him, and they're saying makes him a leftist, is the quote: "Millennials have a message for the Joe Biden generation: Hurry up and die." Yes. Well, okay. Again, I'm not trying to use this as a. I'm. I, you notice, I'm not trying to use it as ammunition. Well, yeah, I'm just yeah, saying, like, factually, yeah, but he was like, the factually 80 year old. The, the bio, the bio that anymore. he had. Yeah. He was. It, he, he was. It says leftist. He, yes. But that has nothing to do with, you know, being Antifa, and you can still I, be. I, he I can agree. still be a leftist and my question is even if he's a leftist and he wants murder, like again, does he use well, what's he trying to justify here? Or does he even need that? Is he just finally just flip out? You know what I mean? Like it, it's, we're never gonna know. We're never gonna know what finally triggered this dude. But you know what? He had access to guns. I like yep. I'd like to see him try to get this money with I, guns. I know what triggered it. It was the El Paso shooting and all of the attention. It wasn't like the thought yeah, just I, popped I, I into agree his with head. You, I think it was right. he had been thinking about it yeah. for a while and then that happened and he was like, Oh, sweet, let me get my hundred round magazine, which by the way, why the fuck does anyone need a hundred round magazine? If it takes it was like what was his name? Turner yeah. was like, if it takes a hundred round to kill a deer, you're a pretty terrible hunter. <laughs> Again, also, yeah, I you mean, know, you're right. Like, I, 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 so I think stuff like that Aurora, is after the Aurora movie theater shooting in Colorado, the state um, was so repulsed by it that they passed a number of restrictions, including uh, banning 30 round magazines. They made 15 the limit, and Magpul, the uh, magazine manufacturer uh was based in boulder county and they left the state and they had a fuck you we're leaving the state party where they gave out 125,000 round uh 30 round <laughs> magazines uh they got grandfathered in um 
And then they actually recalled a couple of the state senators who had passed it because Colorado is stupid laws when it comes to after six months, you can run a recall petition against anyone for any reason. Um, Okay, interesting. and, And so a bunch of them got recalled and then uh there was a further backlash and more Democrats got elected and uh, one of the parents of someone who died in the Aurora movie theater shooting, uh, Tom Sullivan, got elected to the state Senate. And then Republicans tried to recall him and he was a very outspoken, you know, saying, wanting to ban all guns and weapons. But so like that was the reaction of people who love guns and no Republicans voted for it. It was all Democrats and Democrats had the majority. They were able to pass it. But, you know, the reaction when they tried to restrict it from 30 round magazines to 15 was the company dumped 100,000 of them on the market, left the state, and then they recalled the uh, the elected officials. So like... It, it doesn't give me hope that there's any long-term solution. Yeah, I mean, we, we've we been through this debate so many times now, Darrell. Like, I, I talk about wanting a transparent registry for all guns, but, the, you know, the, the part of the Second Amendment is the well-regulated militia. If you own a gun, you, you probably need to be able to be drafted into service the country with that gun. That's part of why we have the Second Amendment. It's not just to protect us from the government. It's also because you may need to be drafted in service of protecting the country. Like that's why the NRA was first around was because, oh my God, we're such terrible marksmen. People well, need to know how to shoot. And, like, and if, also, you it, it, if you remember, there was a time when the NRA supported you know, reasonable restrictions on guns. And that was especially when black people had a yeah, lot of they, guns, like in the late 60s and early 70s. And they were, you know... When a group of people took over the uh, state capitol in Sacramento, um, sort of showing, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're they're displayed, yeah, reflexing. I mean, they had, yeah. they had to go and do it. it right. Exactly, and it freaked out white America, and then Reagan. the NRA, yeah. Well, look, I'm not really that. Speaking um, of, was anyone surprised by the uh, Nixon Reagan phone call? Like, I think it was just assumed that Ronald Reagan was a racist fuck. Like, I don't know that that (laughs) video should have surprised anyone. It certainly didn't surprise me. I don't think it surprised any black people. Like, was anyone really surprised that Ronald Reagan, you know, is a racist old man who was the devil? Yeah, I mean, no. But I, I also think it's worth acknowledging that what we are facing with Trump is quite different. There, he's not just biased and bigoted. He is specifically stirring the – like fanning the flames in a way that I don't think Reagan did. He, the war on drugs was pretty malicious, but it's different now. It's 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 openly supporting white nationalism. You know, I was like, listening I, to our podcast uh, as I was driving down, mm-hmm. and one of the things that Matt said uh, really hit home for me, which is, you know, he could have been running as a Democrat. And could be governing with a 60% coalition and chose this path because it was easier in the Republican Party and he just wanted to troll and like make money and go start his own TV network, was never expecting to win. But like this is the path 
that was easiest, and now we're here, but like... Remember when he kept saying 20% chance of Hitler? And it's like this default narcissistic personality disorder is going to get there. And the only sadder thing is, the only thing in the world to me that's more dangerous in narcissistic personality disorder was the personality disorder we laid out last time, which is borderline, because you can trigger a narcissistic personality into some level of submission, and like, there's ways to... Borderline is a different beast. You know, well, like, well, I, so like, we have all these people. Uh, well, I, I wanted to get back briefly just to round out a point that I, I, I do think is important is we are in a different time now than we used to be. And I think it's really worth clarifying what that means for our social contract. You know, like it's not just the power of the guns. It's the nature of social media and the way that it is hacking our minds. And I think that 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 just it's it's worth having a really sober conversation about having guns in a frontier world, you know, like even even now, if we were to truly go in and try and take a lot of these guns, it would probably have a racial impact on black people worse, like like from the government enforcement mechanism, especially in inner cities. Then, then we'd like to admit, you know. But, but the question we have to ask ourselves is: How exactly are we going to prepare ourselves to deal with with this ubiquitous uh, idea? You, know, Darwin, like, you can't so kill this idea. It's, it's, now. it's even worse than that in the ubiquity because we are about to, and even though it's illegal, it doesn't matter. We are about to have, well, at some point, domestic drone drones with guns. Yeah, like we well, exactly. Not, like, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's like we are, it's we are basically so at a point now where if we've genuinely said, fuck it, let's go get the guns, like the, the technology is almost at a point now where you could develop you a build, similarly destructive device in some way that we can't anticipate, that we don't know how it, we would stop it. Like, like I think that what we are dealing with is a mentality – that at least we can have the gun control debate also, but we really do also really need to desperately have a conversation about what can be done about this mentality. What, what, like, do we need? Yeah, like, what happens like, when like, one's suicidal? Because all of these guys, like, they had red flags, but exactly how do you stop that? Like, you know, what about all the guys who have red flags who don't go out and no, shoot no, but what a if bunch they, of people? When, you yeah, know? but when they can do it from a distance, though, Darwin, when they can start doing it from remote control, when they actually can start killing from remote control distance with with the technology we have. Like, what mm -hmm. happens when it's not a shooter on site, it's someone using our tech to... Using a drone. Using a drone with a gun. Who's well, exactly. not looking yeah, to die. I don't, I don't know. I don't know from a defense perspective, but, the, but, but I think we all kind of know the answer, which is a police state. You know, th that's that that is the you know, the way you stop something like that is a police state or you have mass consciousness consciousness that, you know, like don't, I, I, don't I just, you dare let Bruce Willis take over. The siege was not that good a movie. The siege was fine. Movie. The siege with Bruce Willis where he Washington. It is a point where he's like, not take, you need to go watch it because okay. it was before 9 11, I think, actually. Uh -huh. And it was, he, he's like, do you not want me to do this? It, it was basically, the, there were like a couple uh, Muslim terrorist attacks in New York City. It's like the late 90s uh, and mm -hmm. like back to back. And so then. Uh, general declares martial law and takes over the city while he rounds up all of the Muslim people and puts mm. them in camps. And like it was super far fetched yeah. 20 years ago. 
but it's pretty close. Um, it's dark, but it's it's yeah, it's, it's yeah. It was a good movie. Like what what happens? Like and Enemy of the State was another one that came out around that so, time that like. God all forbid this predictions are right. Okay, so like, okay, you didn't do you didn't do CX debate in high school. Darwin is a somehow got to state in CX debate. <laughs> somehow, no, no. Wait, no. What the fuck is CX? Like you cross examination like, debate. You expect me to know? It's right. bullshitting debate. It's, it's fundamentally it's, it's bullshitting. It's an hour debate. and a half long policy cross examination debate where they read a thousand miles per hour and somehow Darwin. You nerd. But Darwin got there. Somehow, because we have a weak district, it's it's ridiculousness. But we honestly, we won some do, key rounds. We won some legit rounds, like not many, but we did okay, okay, win a few a, legit aside, rounds. I want to hear you two speak like. No, we can't do that. He, I wasn't no, his partner I, 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 That's no. the irony. He, he did like one time at the, at the tournament that he gets you to stay, and he and his partner made it, and it was ridiculously. It was just funny. Like, there's yeah. he's an actor. Like, yeah, I, was I truly. I really was just, just a pretty dumb, dumb man in high school. You know, yeah. like all of my ideas were uh, man? shit. Hey, man. <laughs> and and yeah. speaking Generous. of acting, if you're an actor and you need a reel, make sure you check out First Class Reels. Hell sure they're yeah, really good. I hear they're lovely, I, and there might even be a commercial or two. I don't know them. for sure if that will happen. I came to First Class Reels. I was trying to find someone to do my reel for me. The reason I wanted to get my reel done was because every like agent I'd run into or manager would be like, so can I see some of your work? And I'd be like, I don't have a reel. When we were done and I sent it out to people I've been networking with and I got an agent out of it. And right now I'm talking to a manager after they've seen my reel. So it really was bang for my buck. Like I got exactly what I wanted. So first class reels, do it. You will not regret it, trust me. But let's let's draw, bring the conversation to eight chan because I feel like that's a really oh, interesting Jesus. you know component of, of this. Yeah, so like what, okay, at, so, at so, what point did it go from four chan to eight chan? Yeah, off. yeah. Apparently, four chan it was too extreme for four chan. So so <laughs> a guy created eight chan for free speech purposes and now is is calling for the site to be shut down himself. Like you know, like I, I just. I, I think that this is like yes, take a chan down. I don't really care. Like it seems like it's just a cesspool for child pornography and Nazis. But you know, like this is this up. is why it's important yeah. that I feel like we 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 keep the conversation on Twitter and Facebook as much as we can. This is part of why I I really promote conversation and free speech is because when it gets forced into the recesses of bullshit places like this, this is where you get these like guys ginning up violence you know like and that's 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 the problem you know like and there's a guy in the trump administration who was like posting on, on a discord server who like this type of shit like it was like a let's be tolerant of diversity with like bullet holes in it it was like a swastika he picked like he's yeah. working in the, the state department right now the, you know, he the marched at charlottesville just got sentenced i'm sorry what the the mega bomber just got sentenced today or yesterday the guy who was inspired to mail pipe bombs to George Soros and a bunch of elected officials. Oh, interesting, interesting. Yeah, twenty years. I think so that's what it was. Twenty years. A while. Yeah, it's it's. Um, th th this is th these are Nazis. These are fascist 
people who are desperate, they're poor, and and they've got a lot of guns, and Nazis, they're white. Therefore, they can't be Nazis, and, and we don't allow racism, <laughs> therefore no one can be and, racist. And, and so it, can you now this week tell me that you do not support punching Nazis? I'm talking about actual Nazis, not people who you disagree with, but actual He shouldn't fascists. have been hit. That guy shouldn't have been hit. He's an enabler. But yeah, if we're actually seeing Nazis, yeah, like I, I, I think I, what what I want the I, I I don't want to make a partisan point here. What I want to make well, is no. a point of of the privilege. Point Ouch. of privilege, yeah, yeah. just a point of tone, mostly. You know, just a just an acknowledgement of tone. Of if your tone is violent, you know, like this Dayton guy, he wasn't inspired by leftism, but he's he's part of the same tonal meltdown that we're all in and i think we all owe it to ourselves no matter which side of the aisle you come from to grapple with how the internet's tone is contributing to this culture it's 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 worth like tamping down the language of yeah let's go punch that like you know that like you said like the last thing the guy tweeted was i hope joe biden will just hurry up and die that's funny, you know, it's a punching Nazis type of like, you know, far, far out sentiment. Did that inspire him to go kill people? No. But is it violent language that in some way tacitly puts violence in the wheelhouse? I just think Such we all can, we can like, all that, tone down a, the violent a, rhetoric. That's, that's the that's tone. A, I feel like that's a totally disingenuous argument because you're trying to find balance with the fact that the Dal the shooter in El Paso drove from Dallas and was directly inspired by Trump and Fox News and his manifesto. Well, but I'm not I'm not putting a false equivalence, but, but his I, at all, was I, and I haven't represented that at all. Fox News I know they're different, and I am yeah. treating and, them differently. And this guy retweeted some things and called himself a leftist. The, it, like. They are different. different. I have acknowledged that, and I completely let me reiterate. I completely grasp that these are two distinct things. Can we just focus on the seesaws on the border that they did like before this? That was that was lovely. The border agents who put seesaws on like you know on Mexico. Yeah, that was really funny. (laughs) That was very nice. And then we have like, and I'm guessing that guy probably saw that and fucking like he made him even more crazy that we even give anyone the kind of tolerance or time of day. You know, like it's. Even mm-hmm. when the border patrol tries to do something that, like, arguably at least puts a level of humanity on it, like people are gonna, some people are gonna see it as more invasion. And like, this is Texas; it's in the name. That is El Paso. Half the half the towns here are Spanish names because we are of like Spanish heritage, Latin heritage, Mexican heritage. The Mexican flag flew over the state, and yet he like it. Just as a Texan, it drives me even more nuts to talk about a Hispanic invasion of Texas. It's like we took it from Mexico. Like that's that's what happened. So like, no, we didn't. They, there's not an invasion here. They've been here longer. Kind of a dick move, bit of a war. Like we did it, we won. But no, we can't. They can't invade us. We kind of took it from them. Well, but, actually, you know, the the El Paso shooter made that point in his manifesto. It, it, we, it, he he was like, yes, we took the lands from the Native Americans. They lost, and as a result, they got wiped out. So, but, I mean, like, you know, Mexico itself, <laughs> Mexico, okay, he Mexico uses that as a in the Native American massacres. We should say we're sorry for that, but between two states warring over territory, like that was what that was at that point. That wasn't you know what, about you know. You know what else was complicit in the massacre of the Native Americans was uh, the feral hogs. 
that were <laughs> did you guys see that yeah oh, from the spaniards like the, the no no the 30 to 50 feral hogs me uh the best twitter has offered united states just google 30 to 50 feral hogs and you will not uh feel bad but uh, apparently we released swine into the united states to you know like just kind of like into the countryside and they brought lots of disease with them they were so, a big part of the carrying of disease um that the europeans brought shoot so that just gives me a weird other further off so they found do you remember have you heard about homo floriensis that like little hobbit thing on the all these islands yeah i've been to florence no, right so there's these little but, but so if so the polynesian cultures which were were sailing all over the you know rowing and sailing all over those islands across the pacific right uh-huh. part of what they would do is they put pigs on islands just like our explorers would i uh-huh. wonder how many like like types of people may have never seen like humanity because like they stored pigs on an island for food in the South Pacific. And there was like one, you know what I mean? Like how many times have we, how many types of life have existed on earth that we will never have seen? Like literally unique species that no human or will ever have observed, name or understand. You know? Uh, and like we just wiped out before we even know it exists. And it can be another I mean, you know, it's hard to, to hide a large mammal species. Those things are pretty rare, you know? Um, I don't know if that's your point, but <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, we might not, well, we might not, that, we might not be that large. It could, you know, it could just be that we wouldn't even know to look for it. You know what I mean? Like, it would be mm-hmm. a small island in the South Pacific that, oh, now it has hawks. They must have been here, and no one ever does the archaeological dig, and we don't think about it, and like, boom, no record. And there's records of like hordes of people coming out of the east that they never even knew about before, and they can't even talk about again because they don't understand their lineage. You know, like it's. Like history is weird that we like what has existed that we just never observed and we don't even talk about now, Um, you know, and now we're living with Trump, who is essentially trying to make that true, like in the moment, like whatever. It's just truth doesn't matter. I can create history in the moment, you know. How natural that you start with pigs and you end with Trump. That's uh, (laughs) That's perfectly natural. (laughs) I mean, I didn't say it, Darwin. I didn't. I didn't get there to that point. I'll allow you to you take that shot. <laughs> um, apparently, there is also a movement to get like a giant inflatable rat band. Um, just kind of like a, an aside thing that Wait, people what? should. Yeah, band? like to not, to Scab, Scabby the rat. Scabby the rat. Like that blows up for the the unions. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, the Trump, ad- the Trump administration is trying to to ban to censor Scabby. Screw that, dude. It, because <laughs> it, it promotes violence. Uh, apparently, it scares people. But like, it's speech. It's I'm, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I, I don't like promoting violence is violence. Like it's just sad when you know like that isn't a distinction that is easily made. So, I mean, and by the way, this is a week after he talks about Baltimore as, you know, as like the worst place in this. And like, yes, there are rough, rough parts of Baltimore, but you're president. It's also your fault. You know, like, yeah, it's, it's your freaking country, too, dude. Like, I mean, the buck also stops with you. Like, <clears throat> I, I wish he had chosen a different city. Yeah. Because like they don't need that. Well, 
But Baltimore is a shithole. Like, all of the Democrats <laughs> came to the defense of Baltimore, and I saw liberal people posting on Facebook Dude, saying, Baltimore's such a wonderful place. Everyone should go visit. You know, it's a wonderful place to live. It's you want to tell about the Green Party camp? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, so Ben's going to tell, tell our story of yeah. Baltimore. So, uh, Ian Schlackman was running for... Uh, Governor of Maryland as Green Party candidate. Uh, he is now, I think, running for president as Green Party candidate as well. Um, but he launched his campaign in the heart of Baltimore's open-air drug market, um, which I don't think was intentional. He chose the uh, the oldest black social club in Baltimore. and uh, It just happened to be there. It just happened to be. I don't know if you've seen The Wire, Darwin. I'm sure you uh -huh. have. Like, yeah. That that's for real. We got yeah. out of the car, and like ten people rushed up holding bags of pills and drugs, and they're like, "Yo, white boy, what do you need?" And uh -huh. like the most wow. amazing thing, th there was a cop there, like so a police car with the lights on, the cops standing outside of the car, just arms crossed, just watching everyone, making sure everyone was safe. Like <laughs> it, it's it was. I mean, it was one of those. It was. Oh, I. I you, you had to know you're much safer than you felt like you were because they're probably like, again, they think you're either a cop to be over there who's undercover. Like you could just, there's no messing with you makes their lives worse, especially because mm -hmm. you're out of place in that situation. Right. right like right. generally speaking and like, but, but it's still, it's like we, it's just a realization that we don't live like, your friend was from North Philadelphia, where all of you might have been like... Yeah, so, yeah. so my business partner uh, came down from Philly. He grew up in North Philly, and he was shocked by Baltimore. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, like, the, there are parts that are touristy and okay mm -hmm. during the day, but, like... It really... We're not so, taking care of people well. So the, the thing, I, I think with that, it on the surface, Donald Trump is right, and it pains me to say that little part, but Baltimore is shitty. But the solution isn't his fascism. It isn't 60 years of democratic rule. It's actual, like, straight-up socialism for Baltimore, making sure that they get a ton of money from the federal government. It's universal basic yeah. income for people. We we it's health care. So it's infrastructure and transportation. Like, so it, it would only cost $55 million to fix Flint's water and give them clean drinking water. We, Matt and I were just listening to Bernie mm -hmm. Sanders on Joe Rogan, and yeah, the, I, the 10 I, I biggest pharmaceutical well. companies made $69 billion in profit. $55 million would give Flint clean drinking water. Like, we, we, like, and we have to, like, Screw everything else. We have to get a UBI so we have some leverage as people over the yeah, system. Like, I, 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 do, I do want to just, you know, like be that guy and say creative destruction can also be something that saves cities. Like I think sometimes right. when, when you've and, got but, a scenario in which um, Darwin, you know, there's quick, quick, quickly. private investment right. can do a lot for a city and like, you know, allowing the private investment to sort of take its course can do a lot for a city and but oftentimes it can do more. I think like a city like Baltimore can like 
get fancy by like actually scaling back on its zoning laws. And yes, yeah, stuff like maybe like a UBI, you know, yeah, like if you if you pair that with a with a UBI, but like, yeah. but that's just like you know, if you go to any socialist country, this is like what it looks like, like a like you know, like a, 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 a houses blocks that are like decrepit and failing and and you know, like Sweden doesn't look like, like that. Well, Sweden is also a very unique case. Like, I, I think that every time you mention any freaking European socialist country, they don't count. I swear. So, well, first of all, Sweden. If France Sweden, doesn't look like that. Sweden like, is a version of socialism. Parts of like all of these are versions of socialism. So some of the things that they do aren't really socialist, right? Well, you know, do you like, think so we would go to full socialism. socialism? Like, no, we would do some stuff. Well, but what what stuff matters? Of an, it, it has an enormous consequence. Yes, I can easily imagine that we thread the needle perfectly and we enact socialism in the best possible way and it's all better. I can easily imagine it going wrong too. That's why I participate in the conversation. I try not to demonize or misrepresent because I understand these things are distinct from one another. But I do think that at the end of the day, Sweden is part of the European Union. It hasn't grown in 30 years. You know, like if the United States didn't grow in 30 years. We'd have kind of been an issue. We're like, I'm not sure okay, that's professor, true. I'm not no. sure that Sweden not growing in 30 years is really what you call true. Like, uh, I, I've never seen Look that. Look it up. Data Fine. If, if I'm wrong, uh, present it to me. I just, I, I think that no. Sweden is, it's yeah, easy yeah, for Sweden that. to paper over its problems because it is so small. I truly do think that. You know, like, I, yes, Sweden, if you do the Swedish model here and it works, fundamentally, you just, you know, probably done a good thing for the human race, but I do think that it's wishful thinking to assume that it's just going to work like a perfect, you know, mirror. Of, of I don't know. It'll, it'll, it'll cost trillions of dollars, but the solution is better. Like, the yeah, like are better. again, like there's if you have a UBI is a UBI is amazing because it's not there's almost no way to waste the money. It like all stays domestically at the bottom and then it goes back up in through taxes. It's the perfect multiplier. It's like I'm very interested in the concept of a UBI. I'm not. Just, I'm not at all. You know, so like, tired of that yeah, I know. I just, I wish. We, I, mean, just, I, I don't. I, I, I don't think we should stumble into you know like a, a socialism without truly checking the ideas out. Like you know, you don't have to. A recoil in horror every time that I critique it or say I don't no, know no, if that's going to go the I way you think I, it's going to go. You know, like UBI <laughs> socialism because libertarians are sometimes for it. You know, like, like right. You know, it's, but, it's but, just like, but I was yeah. more responding to the Baltimore as socialism. Oh, yeah. You know, like example, which I, I I do think that like the way we run our cities. Like it's to call it socialism versus capitalism is almost bonkers, you know, right? Like there's a heavy regulatory environments, which is fundamentally socialism already in most cities, and that's you know, like if you if you improve from that to a better version of socialism, heavy regulatory then you're doing environment better, is socialism. I think, yeah, I don't know if I would call it that. What I think it's I think I think calling regulation yeah a, he socialism, a heavy regulatory environment is socialism. That's it's a libertarian nonsense. First of all, right no, first of all, I got this from a socialist economist. It's 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 one form of socialism. It's just it's just a um it's it's actually what you would describe I would describe as Sweden's socialism model is actually like just rather than destroying capitalism and making everything run like actually through the state, you basically just box it in with guardrails to run exactly the way you want it to. That's that's a self-described socialist, uh, you know, like implementation idea. It's not all socialists would agree with that, but that is more or less what they did in Sweden. 
I mean, as long as they're not severely restricting property rights, like it's not like I'm more or less okay with with it. Like you should have the opportunity to make money, have the opportunity to own property. Generally speaking, like you know, that's why it's for a base. That's like it's, it's an income floor, not an income ceiling. So like this is communism. Like no, like. It's not a universal maximum income. We're not saying everyone's living on a thousand dollars. It's like I'm going to make a thousand dollars a month. You're not annually. saying that, Matt. But you're also no. Not neither is Yang. And neither, you're is, not. neither is Andrew Yang. <laughs> not saying it either. Andrew, no one has right. said that. Andrew well, I like Andrew Yang. Yang. No, well, one Andrew Yang is a really like maximum. Like that's not. A, I don't think it's maybe. I don't even think Bernie would say we would do a thousand dollar maximum a month income. Like that's just terrible. Like it would not be what anyone did. I, I I I don't who what I, who, you're, you're, who? Well, I'm saying like the point is, the point of UPI is to put a floor, not a ceiling on income. Whereas communism and so those those strict authority they usually put a ceiling on income, and that's a big difference. Yeah, I mean, there I think more than ceiling on income, they just put a moratorium on ownership. That's the main thing. That's that's the evil that capitalism. It has rot, uh, you know, according to socialists and the most extreme according incarnation of. Sure. Yeah, I think that that's true. Um, There's communism exists under the umbrella of socialism. Yes, there is a difference. No. No. Yes. Communism, communism exists under the umbrella of socialism. Do neither of you know anything about socialism? Like, I'm, I'm not and trying to misrepresent Marx. socialism here. I'm, 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 no, you're just I'm, Trying to Dude, give us the language is to describe it. of private property rights. Anything inside of that is socialism. Like potentially, like, like when you start actually like. So not all socialists are communists, but all communists are socialists. Like it's just it's un, un, under the umbrella. I'm not saying all socialists are communists. It's the like it's the form of of socialism that came to power. That's the, like when Russia actually had the Bolshevik revolution and they had and, and people had talked about socialism, the socialist movement more or less split off from communism and said, you know, we don't like this implementation because obviously it was extremely authoritarian and killed millions and millions and millions and millions of people. So it's, you know, it, it, understandably not everybody wanted to be associated with that. And now when you look at some, a place like Sweden, they do it differently. But Cuba did it that way. Venezuela did it that way. Um, China, Venezuela, Venezuela got Venezuela that's, did that's exactly a, that way. That, Venezuela didn't do it that way. Venezuela had a had a had two high oil way. prices and just massive like a charismatic leader, high oil prices, then an uncharismatic. They took away private property prices. rights. They they took like, away private ownership. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. They they definitely. Oh no, they, they confiscated they the state oil companies. Yeah, they did. They took the state oil companies. No, they like, they confiscated land. They confiscated everything. Like they 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 redistribute right. That's that's communism. There's a huge difference. There's a huge difference between like communism and socialism. Like no one's suggesting to take people's private property. We're not going to take anyone's ranch. They're just going to pay higher taxes on it. Sure. You know, like like, like, like luxury ranches. Hopefully, they're not you know mom and pop. But who knows what we'll do. If people got something back for it, they wouldn't care about the taxes. Like everyone's yelling about healthcare, but if you're paying two hundred and ten bucks a month or five hundred bucks a month in 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 your just monthly payment, how much higher could taxes be to, to be covered? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't think they could be that much higher. Well, uh, sure. I mean, like, obviously, at the end of the day, it's just, it's just updating the social contract. You know, pay higher taxes. Are you saying that's not locked more- in, Darwin? What? Are you saying that's not locked in? Sorry, bad, bad social contract joke. 
a John Locke joke. Oh, for you. yeah, John Locke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, God, we, we went through that. It's, yeah. I, Social contract I, I, theory. I, I, but I, I, I guess I suppose the reason I really take an interest in this is I, I just, I can see us going a lot of different directions. And I think it's important to actually weigh in and say, look, here's, here's what people are proposing. Here's what that has done in the past. Let's ask ourselves. That's why I like when Andrew Yang says, what is the government really good at? It's good at cutting checks. It's not good at running yeah. things. You know, like oh, he's yeah. run a business. You know, like, like that, that is a, 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 almost a sufficiently distinct ideology as to be like a hard break from the concept of socialism, which fundamentally is uh, in one way or another, socialism does not really coexist with Dude, private we property. We do it now. We, we already lot, do it you know, now. Like very regular... well, you know, and Darwin, Darwin, what do you consider the regulatory capture of our economy? Because, like, I think that's socialism right now. I think a lot of what our, our economy is doing when we capture with regulation that only benefits the larger companies or puts licensing on people, that's also a form of socialism. And like, but it's socialism for, for business, yeah, as opposed to the average person, like on the floor. Like, it's 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 well. First of all, I'm very anti-crony capitalism. Um, you know, like I, I th that's very much what something I'm against. Um, but um, I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. So is Trump. Trump's also against crony capitalism. Drain and I believe him. I definitely believe him. He's probably for sure about that. Yes, our regulatory environment right now that we have is a form of socialism. It's a light socialism light. I'm not interested in like weighing it down with that. But I like that's why I'm interested in something like a universal health care. You know, I don't think it's necessarily going to be a good idea, but I also can see that like the system that we have now is just so corrupt and involves so much government regulation already that like you just going from that to a better design system wouldn't mark a huge incursion into the into the market to me, you know, like it, that's the, I say that but like, it's, <laughs> it's, you know, no, it's, it's, it's already in the market. Somewhat it's regulated to to like private property, you know, and I think there's so many ways it could go wrong, but it, it's almost worth trying just because it couldn't be worse than what we have right now. No, because like we need someone in the system who's not trying to make a profit. $69 billion of pharmaceutical companies made last year. Health insurance companies, like they have an actual incentive not to pay out care for you and to charge you more money every year. Those are just the facts. Like there's no good reason for them to do anything other anything other than that if they can get away with it. I I blame just like the entire concept of insurance. Insurance should yeah. not be a thing. Well, you know, like, like I'm okay with hospitals and drug companies trying to make money. Insurance, uh, the way that we conceive of it now. It is just – it's just so, so corrupt in a, in the way that it's sort of like right. siphoning these things. It's, it's not clean. I, I, I do think Bernie Sanders is right that you know at the point of entry, like when you use it, it can't be like a $5,000 bill. You've also, got to, you, hospitals you know, should be closer to like defense contractors. Like it should be the kind of money that makes like McLean and, and like in those areas outside D.C. rich but not like – tech company rich, which is what's happening. Like, you know, like, yes, our doctors still going to make a lot of money potentially in the system and can like some, but like, do we need health insurance mansions, you know, like being built off this? No, you know, that's not a thing we need, you know, but if a pharmaceutical rep or a doctor gets a bigger house, yeah, you know, like that's possibly okay by me. But like the person who has to decide how much those people get paid, you know, having a decision not to fight them at all is just wrong. It's just 
bad policy. Mm-hmm. Just bad I, policy. I, I also think as a broad point, the more that we can make doctoring and medicine happen in home rather than at hospitals would probably be better for the human race and all of us. Yeah, yeah telemedicine is Dude, a great you, innovation. You don't want to go to the hospital all the time? Certainly not, but also I, <laughs> I feel like that's just, you know, like it, the, the nature of hospitals is kind of what makes a lot of this you know, like like the the way they have to deal with insurance companies all the time adds to the bureaucracy. The uh, there is an infection rate that happens in hospitals. It's you know, it's where sick people true. are, Darwin. Right. You know, like um, <laughs> but also like you know, I, I think that's kind of like what's part of like what's driving cost is like you have these massive behemoth machineries of medicines that are Darwin. You know, like here's the most amazing part, Darwin. To, real quick, you know, administrate. Darwin, here's the most amazing thing that we're, we're not even discussing. The federal government already takes off the hands of the insurance companies the oldest and poorest people, the sickest and most infirm. Yeah, and we're the still getting charged out the freaking ass, and they've taken everyone over sixty-five out the market already. It's remarkable how how like they've snowed us to believe that we need them. Like it's remarkable. Uh, yeah. Well, on, on that note, we can have a healthcare conversation uh, later. Ben, anything else you'd like to add? Uh, we're doomed. <laughs> uh, God bless America. God bless America. Uh, love to Darwinism. Uh, like us, subscribe, share, yeah, please do. converse on Facebook. 